0: You've been working a side hustle. You've got a full-time job. You've got family and friends. And you're trying to build a business on the side. (laughs) There's a lot going on. How do you know when is the right time to quit the job and go full in on the side hustle? When do you know? How do you know? And in this episode, we get to experience Christina going through that exact question and me probing and asking to find out, is now the time to quit and go all in? The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us, to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Christina, welcome back to the show. What's been happening? Give us an update. I am intrigued.
1: (laughs) Hey, Alan. Happy to be back. Very excited for this conversation today. Me too. (laughs) So since we last talked, I did win the contract I was talking about to do content, recipes and photos for a glassware company.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. So that's really exciting. And um, I was hired through a marketing company, which has kind of like led me to believe that I should really be targeting marketing folks cuz they seem to be the ones that are kind of uh guiding the content direction whether yes. that be in-house agency or you know the in-house department or an outside agency so i've been a little more i guess you know there's been a little more thought now behind who i am looking for. And when I'm making so I'm I'm making a new list of the 15 and it's all marketing. It's taken me a little longer just because I haven't had a ton of time and I want to make sure I'm researching and getting the right info. But I've been targeting marketing companies that specifically work for alcohol or beverage brands, as well as in-house marketing for some of these companies versus, you know, CEO, et cetera. So really trying to target
0: those folks. I love that. So that's the next step because we've been targeting the companies themselves. Actually, what we've learned from this marketing process is it's not the companies we should be speaking to. It's the marketing departments or marketing agencies, which brings us back down to what's the tiny niche market we're going after. And that's going to be the next experiment. Yeah, One of the things I realized in the early days, I would go out and start to sell and I'd just ring everyone. And I'd be like, who would buy my product? Everyone. So I'd try and ring everyone and I wouldn't get very far. And then I would try, I don't know, certain types of corporate organizations. I'd try fast moving consumer goods organizations, or I'd try these organizations, or I'd try those organizations. And actually it was that experimental going out and reaching out to 50 of those companies and seeing if they would buy and then realizing they don't, and I've put a lot of time and energy and effort into that marketing and then finding a company that would buy and then focusing entirely on that niche market. So I feel as though we've done some experiments. We've got some good learning. Now we've got clarity of where to actually go next and to sell. Is that how you feel about this?
1: Yes. I feel like I've kind of narrowed down the the exact who or like who I need to target within that realm. And then I think also just being a little more clear in this next wave of emails of what it is I'm doing, because cool content can be a little kind of wide ranging, but like, you know, maybe more of just a, a brief synopsis of here's what I do. You send me your branding parameters and if you need original recipes or just imagery and I'll send you a package monthly of X amount, you know, following your parameters it's no work for you, no effort for you. You just tell me every month if you have updated guidelines or colors what you what you're going for that month, and you know I take the guesswork out of it for you.
0: so how much do you think we should be pitching a package versus asking them what they need?
1: Oh, good point, good point. so maybe it's kind of like a m- little more detailing like here's the type of things I can provide. what do you need?
0: Yeah, I think that definitely yeah. helps because Asking the question, where's your biggest pain point? What are you working on the most? What causes you most hassle? What can I take off your plate to make things easier? That's going to get you all sorts of information about what they actually want to spend money on and what they'll actually buy. Yeah. But we're only going to know that by asking the question, getting on the phone and asking that question. So how are you feeling overall about the business at the moment and where you're going with it?
1: Okay. So this is where I'm, um, I've been... A little bit just panicked and overwhelmed, because I am getting quite a lot of work, and now the thing is is everything's like referrals or or people I've worked with before, and right this moment, I'm really struggling with the should I quit my day job thing because it doesn't bring me joy <laughs> and <laughs> I'm a good saver, I'm actually sometimes a bit of a money hoarder and I would be fine, you know, if I didn't make another cent, which is unlikely, I would be fine for
0: quite a bit. So do you know how long that is? Because that's the question. How much runway have you got? That's absolutely the question, is it? Because Katie and I know if no more money comes in, we can live for 14 months on the cash we've got sat aside. Yeah, I meant eight eight months. Eight months. Okay, cool. So eight months is good. See the other part of this is if you were starting from scratch and had no business, eight months is not that long yeah no. <laughs> but you've already got clients, you've already got business. What percentage of how much you need to live each month is coming in through your side hustle
1: so because i'm a I'm a crazy budgeter, so I put away um <laughs> yeah. I put away every month a certain amount towards different, just like goals or a vacation fund, et cetera. So if I cut it down to what I actually just need to live, I'm actually making more from my side hustle than I need. Um, wow. Yeah, but I'm I'm very frugal. <laughs> <laughs> I have fantastic rent. Um. <laughs> so if I keep my budget where it's at with kind of the little savings, uh goals, I am maybe about 200
0: shy. So you're $200 shy of your saving goals. Yes. And why aren't you quitting the job now?
1: Because I have a lot of guilt about leaving them without, (laughs) like, because I do, (laughs) I do, you know, it's a small company and they took a chance on, like, I don't have a direct experience in this industry and they took a chance on me and this was in March. So I feel like it's so recent. Okay. I do a lot for them and I feel guilty about leaving them. So it's all my own guilt issues. No, this, is good.
0: this is good. This shows you're a, a, a good person because you actually consider this stuff. And I guess... You wouldn't feel that way if your employers hadn't take a chance on you and weren't looking after you. So it's good that we can deal with this. So there's several elements here. There's one is can you financially quit? Which it sounds like you've got good money coming in from the side hustle. If you went full time, you could definitely grow it. We've done a, made a lot of progress on the marketing and the sales, and you're feeling more confident there. So it sounds like cash wise and business confidence wise, you're ready. Am I right on yes. that?
1: And I definitely feel like if I had the time to dedicate towards the sales and marketing and really hit it. And and also, as well as, you know, I've gotten work from some of these, um, the different creative sites, like Upwork, et cetera. And if I was able to mm. just spend a little more time, be a little more active on there, pitching, I think all of those things would grow. Right now, I'm barely keeping up with all the work that I have coming in. And I, I also don't want to get to the point like I I feel like I'm at that tipping point of like one thing pops up in life and I get derailed and I, you know, either I'm not on time for a client or the work suffers and I don't mm. want that to happen either.
0: No, definitely not. See, the other thing to realize is life is not binary. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I've got my wife ringing in my ears. <laughs> it's Kate, one of Katie's favorite sayings, life is not binary. What I mean by that is it's not either the job all the business. There are plenty of in-between steps. So one of the things you can do is go to your employer and say, look, I'm actually enjoying running this side hustle. I would still like to support you. I don't want to leave you in a hole. I think you've looked after me. How about we go to a three-day working week and you get two extra days to work on the side hustle? And the interesting bit here is you are at the moment holding all the cards because you don't need the job, right. and if they say no, then there's a whole different discussion to have, yeah. But that's actually one of the starting points, and it doesn't have to be binary. You don't have to burn the boats, you don't have to remove the bridge, or whatever that saying is, destroy oh, yeah. bridges. <laughs> um, you don't have to God, I'm not very eloquent today, Christina. I think I need some more coffee or something. <laughs> but you don't have to do any of that. There's a way to do both if you want to, and there's a middle step. Would you be more comfortable with that?
1: I've thought about it and I don't I don't know. I think it would definitely give me the time that I need. I don't know how happy about that they would be because I think part of my job right now is that I you know, having the flexible time. I handle all the leasing for them, so that is like a lot of running around. Either way, I'd be willing to do something like that and then kind of as a safety net, kind of as to ease things off for them or even an extended notice period so I can help them train someone. So I'm open to the flexibility. I guess I just have to ask and talk to them.
0: I think it's time to have the chat by the sounds of it. It's time to go in and say, look, here's where I'm heading. Here's where I'm going. I don't want to leave you in the lurch. How would you like to play this and have the chat with them? So in terms of how you feel after you're doing your normal day job, Mm does it increase your energy and make you feel better? Or how do you feel after work?
1: Uh, It doesn't make me feel better. I mean, if anything, sometimes I feel like, you know, I get up in the morning, and I try to start really early, so I can get my eight hours done. And then I can work on other stuff, which I recently started getting up early and working on my projects and then doing that because I just kind of mentally want to get it out of the way. But then I feel like my best brain time is maybe spent. So I think Mm. there's a struggle between wanting to spend my best time, the like freshest energy on the creative projects, but also wanting to just get that work time out of the way.
0: So I don't have
1: to think about, you know, so it's not weighing on me. No, you have to work today, you know.
0: So what's stopping you leaving?
1: Just guilt. Just guilt. I mean, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's take this the other way around. If the business that you work for currently started to struggle, how quickly would they finish your role? How quickly would they lay people off?
1: I feel like they, because I work for a husband wife team, and I know she's very much like, she, and that's the other thing that's hard is she really does care about everyone and she tries the best that she can to like make people feel appreciated. But I think the husband who at the end of the day calls the shots, if it was a financial decision, he would have no qualms about laying people off
0: immediately. And I am the newest, so I would be the first to go. So based on what you've said, if it was me and I'm like you, I tend to feel guilty (laughs) about these things and I want to do the right thing by people. And I want to, I always have an inbuilt need to look after people. So I would go and have the conversation with them and I would be Completely open and honest with. I've built this side hustle. It's my dream to run my own business. This is where I'm heading. I don't want to leave you in the lurch and chat to them because what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Like they might fire you. <laughs> well, that would solve that would a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in they might California,
1: say, if you fire me without a you know any documentation, I get unemployment. So. Go
0: for it. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't see any downside with being open and honest with them and saying, look, here's where I'm heading. Yeah. I want to look after you, but I don't see my future here. My future is running my own business. So how can I help train up the next person? How can I reduce my hours so I can focus more on my business? I hope you understand. And I think they will understand because they run their own business. But this is what I want to do. And one of the sayings I always repeat, Christina, is your success in life is directly proportional to the amount of uncomfortable and awkward conversations you can have. (laughs) And this is not going to be comfortable, (laughs) but it's a conversation that needs to be had.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe a good exercise, it's like just more fear conquering.
0: Well, you're starting to get good at this with the cold calling. (laughs) We can take those skills and roll it into this one. Yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking.
0: So, yeah, the the other side is genuinely, what do you think is the worst thing that could happen?
1: I mean, I don't know, because when you think about that, I like to play this game. I think this is, like a the Tim Ferriss, like, reverse, kind of like, what's the worst possible thing, you know? And then you're like... Yeah, he calls it fear fear setting. setting, And you're like, oh, well, it could never be like, like, I'm not going to end up living in the gutter. They're not going to pick up a gun and shoot me. Be like, (laughs) well, you're a disappointment (laughs) thing,
0: you know? <laughs> uh, I, i've never met an employer that's yeah. done that maybe i live in the wrong country I mean, you know uh, let's not go be,
1: there i'm sure there are <laughs> there's some places probably um, um like that's probably the worst that could happen yeah i
0: think that's an over and a are disappointed
1: yeah. in me but not mm-hmm. in me but for i mean it's because it's like They would be disappointed, but it's not really a reflection of me. It's a reflection of their needs,
0: you know? Yeah. Because they want you to work there. So it's going to go one of a few ways. It's either going to go, we want you to stay here. What do we need to get you to stay here? Or it's going to go, we understand that your future is running your own business. Help us train someone up and let's work out how to do this. Or it's going to go, what, (laughs) you're starting your own business. You're fired. Yeah.
1: Well, they know that I have my own business as well I and mean, it's not a mystery to them. It's just grown way faster than I thought, you know, since March. I thought, oh, pandemic, all my shoots canceled, life is over. And then, you know, now over the last 3-4 months it's just grown and grown. There's been a a definite
0: need. So I love that. So this is the conversation okay. to have. Uh schedule a time. Let's do it. Are you going into the office at the moment or is it all done it's remotely? It's all done remotely,
1: but I feel like I may ask my boss to meet me for a coffee. I feel like I want to have the conversation in person. I don't like doing it I over Zoom. Yes. And I think that's part of the reason it's it's another like little road bump. You're like, well, what do I do? Send an email and say, let's schedule a Zoom time. You know, it's just weird. It's very weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you need to send that email and say, can you meet me for a coffee yeah. this week and see if you can get a date for a coffee. That would be definitely my approach as well. And these sensitive matters are always better done face to face. Yeah, I feel that way too.
1: Especially if we're going to have a legit conversation about like maybe a middle ground or how I can help the transition. And also you can't just hang up on me before, it, you know, I can't. Close, <laughs> close laptop, cover ears. <laughs>
0: yeah I don't want to hear this (laughs) cool so I think those are the two actions before our next call the two actions are number one have that meeting have that coffee with the bosses and lay it all out there and see where it goes and you will know what to say in the moment you will know what to say I think you know your objective as well don't you yeah what's the ideal outcome from that meeting for you I
1: think that Ideal outcome is to find a plan that ends in a complete exit for me, but it doesn't have to be an immediate one, but just find like a plan where I can make the transition easy for them so that, you know, they're not regretful and angry. It's not me like just walking out the door today with a bunch of undone projects, but how can we get this in a place where maybe I can drop my hours and eventually exit and help transition things over to someone else or someone new in the meantime. And what is the timeline? What does that timeline look like? How can we set it? Because we're going into the holidays. So how can I be mindful of all those things and work together on this?
0: Perfect. That is exactly it. That is exactly it. And then the second mission for the week is to start sending out some of your emails. Yes slightly edited to some of the marketing companies and let's see where we get to and we'll start the dream 100 again with a slightly different yes. focus awesome will you come back and tell oh, us how yeah. it goes <laughs> i feel like this is the most cliffhanger episode we've had so Does she far quit
1: her job? what's gonna
0: happen <laughs> what's yeah. gonna happen
1: will they fire her yeah. will she quit will what's they gonna shoot happen her? yeah <laughs> That'll be the best. <laughs> i'll
0: be like next episode no it would not i actually oh. like you
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey alan i'm recording from a hospital
0: bed <laughs> oh, dear. i think what will probably happen is you'll have a nice coffee they will really appreciate that you want to look after them and not leave them in a <laughs> hole and it'll all work <laughs> itself out nicely i think that's probably more likely to you're happen you're probably right <laughs> I have a lot of faith in human <laughs> beings. I think ninety nine point nine percent of them are lovely and are trying to do the right thing. There's always the 0.1 percent, oh, yeah. but not you can't do a 0. lot 0. about 1, them. Though,
1: they are impactful, well, I will tell you. Yes,
0: yeah. and they do seem to circulate rather yeah. annoyingly,
1: like, uh, like flies.
0: So, should we talk in a week? Is that long enough for you to do a meeting? Um,
1: Let's see. Can we can we Do you wanna
0: let me know when the yeah, meeting I is I can let
1: you know. I think two weeks would be ideal, but I can let you also just let you know and we'll schedule from there.
0: Yeah, that sounds perfect. So you said about the overwhelm and the panic of what to do about this stuff. It's really interesting. Having a tough conversation is never comfortable and there is a certain amount of dread that builds up to it. But there's also something that happens afterwards. And I'm hoping this is the case for you. And when a decision is made, even if it's a tough one, there tends to be a release of energy and momentum that comes afterwards. And I think making those tough decisions, having that tough conversation is going to free you with a whole host of energy to work on your own business and make positive progress. Yeah,
1: I agree. And I think, you know, this hasn't been a horrible experience as far as working for them. I've learned a lot about running a small business. and I have adapted some of their, even though it's a completely different business, I've adapted some of the things I've learned there. So it's, it's not horrible, but it's time to, <laughs> you know, spend the energy more wisely, I guess.
0: It is time. It is time for you to work on your own business and build your own future. And I'm so excited because I think you've met all of the criteria for when it's time to go from side hustle to running your own business full time. The business itself is bringing in money. You know, you've got work coming in and you've almost got more work than you can cope with. You've saved money. So you've got runway, you're a mm-hmm. saver, like all of those criterias in place, which gives me huge confidence to say, let's do this. Let's go for it.
1: All right. <laughs> let's do it.
0: Yeah. The thing is, I don't actually have yeah, to do I it. Do. <laughs> You're the one who has to do well, it. I'm
1: coming around. <laughs> I've been having this, you know, kind of back and forth tussle over the last few weeks in my head. And so I'm coming around to like, like I'm excited to do it, but it's still scary.
0: Yes. Yes. I can completely understand that it is still scary. You know, I'm going to ask you the question, what's the only way to overcome that? Just do it. It's the only way. (laughs) Like
1: Nike. (laughs) It's the only way to
0: overcome it. I I do sound like a Nike advert. Just do it. Okay. Well, you kind of have a choice. You have a choice. You can prolong this discomfort for as long as you want. So you can spend the next three months having these same thoughts and agonizing over it and being overwhelmed by the amount of work. You can prolong your discomfort as long as you like. Or you can have the conversation, get it done, get it over with, and then release yourself.
1: And I'm much more likely to make a mess of it if I wait
0: three months. (laughs) Yes, because it'll get worse and worse and worse. This stuff doesn't tend to fix itself. Yeah. And I say exactly the same thing when we're talking about sales and approaching someone. If you've got a phone call to make because you want to sell something to someone, you get the choice of how long you're uncomfortable before making the phone call. You can either pick up the phone and make the call, or you can agonize <laughs> over it for hours, maybe days, maybe weeks in some cases. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> but the choice is yours how long those uncomfortable moments last.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You are <laughs> correct. Because sometimes I sit there and torment myself for about an hour before I pick up the phone. Yeah, please stop yeah, torturing
0: yeah. yourself. That's not good for anyone.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, right, that. The
0: only reason I know about this is because I've tortured myself in the past so many times. So you are not alone. We've all done it at times. It's just there is no real benefit to it. The torturing yourself is literally that. No one gains anything from it. That's true. Except like maybe a demon somewhere. <laughs> like maybe.
1: A minor demon. <laughs> it's the demon of, of sales fear or something.
0: the demon of sales fear what was that disney movie where they uh monsters university yeah yeah, monsters university where they live off your fear and the monsters came through and scared you yeah i don't think (laughs) it's like that i don't think anyone is benefiting from your torture
1: okay well i'll stop then
0: (laughs) excellent is there anything else i can do to help you No, that's
1: the big thing the
0: topic of the month that is the topic of the month it's exciting times. You've got business coming in. You've won a new contract. You're ready to do it. There is no more exciting times. This is the beginning of the mission. I am so excited for you.
1: Yay! I am excited too and terrified. But I feel like that's kind of that's <laughs> kind of how this goes, right? At this point, it's like a roller coaster ride.
0: It is definitely a roller coaster ride. There are <laughs> yeah. highs, there are lows, and there are, everything is in between. And it doesn't get any easier. But I think that's what life is about. Success is not the absence of lows. Success is enjoying the roller coaster, the ups and downs, the rides, the moments. And there is only one time where you get to quit your job and go start your business. And if that's not a moment to be savored, I don't know (laughs) what is.
1: You're very quotable. That's great. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Someone should give me a podcast or something.
1: Put this man on the radio.
0: What an episode. I can't wait for you to tune in next week and find out what happened next, because, well, I know what happened next and you can't wait to hear. But the summary for this episode First thing I wanted you to take away is this stuff isn't binary. A lot of the times our thinking is binary and we think it's either A or B. I either run my business or I do my job. And it's not binary. There's no reason why you can't go down to four days a week or three days a week or go part time. There's no reason why you can't have more balance or more space. And you don't have to go all in on the business. You could go three days that and two days that. You could go two days each and have Wednesday off each week to be with your family. It's not binary. It's not a one or a zero. Now, the considerations that you need to make when you're actually doing this, number one is the financial stakes. How much runway do you have? How much money do you have coming in from your side hustle? Can it replace your income? How much money do you need to live? Those are the financial things and you should know your numbers. Know your numbers. Number two is the confidence. How do you feel about your business? How long have you been going? How steady is the income? How confident do you feel? And this will be based on the number of customers, the amount of money coming in, the stability and all sorts of factors. And only you can decide the confidence. How confident do you feel? The third thing I wanted you to think about is actually building the business on the side is a brilliant way to de-stress it and to limit the risk financially. So it's fine to do. And there does come a stage where you want to decide if you want to go full time, but don't do it because you should or because you have to do it because it's the right thing and you want to and this actually happens repeatedly in business, Uh, it's should I quit and go full time? It's then should I go from self-employed to a limited company or an actual company? It's then should I hire my first member of staff? Because that, that is a big commitment. Should you hire that person? Should you put their world into yours and build that business? And you're committing money, time, resource... Like this is the same, same question, just a different stage in the business. And then it goes for me, it went, should I invite Simon to quit his full-time job and come back to pop up? That was a big one because I knew then we've got three mouths to feed. The business has got to be able to do that. Should we get a permanent space? Should you rent? These are the questions that come up time and time again. And I wanted you to realise there's no right answer. Makes it harder, doesn't it? But there's no... Right or wrong answer. You need to get to know yourself. And actually, the advice today, you would have seen I was pushing Christina to do it because she's a cautious person. So this is our fifth episode together, and I've kind of got to know Christina and she's cautious. She's frugal. She knows her numbers. She's good with money. So my advice is more along the lines of go and do it. But if I was speaking to a second entrepreneur who was more spontaneous, didn't know their numbers, but just wanted permission to do it, I would be reining them in. I would be saying, do you know your numbers? How much money have you got? Are you confident and reining them in? So my question for you is, are you a cautious person that knows all the numbers and knows the things? Or are you a spontaneous person that is prone to say, screw it, let's do it. And my advice would be different for both of you. And you need to think about what's right for you. And it's an individual decision for all of us, which actually brings us on to the question, what type of life are you trying to build? Because the job might lead to the type of life you want to build or the business might lead to the type of life you want to build. And really, when we're making decisions, that's what we should tie all of this back to is what are we actually trying to create? Because the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. So if you want to build something, let's decide on what it is and let's make it happen. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Entrepreneur and the coaching series and learning alongside Christina and I. And this is a journey for all of us. I'm so excited to see what you build. Please message me with what you get out of the episodes. Send me what you've been doing with your business. I love to hear from you. And actually, that's what drives me to create more of this for you is what I hear back. I can record this podcast for you and it's the feedback that drives me to keep going go out there make it happen thank you for listening you can have any life you want to choose to build something cool choose to take action choose to work to make your dreams become reality stand out be different be yourself be a rebel entrepreneur